Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach In Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I feel like I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you to do a solo episode in a long time. I mean, truthfully, it probably feels like every other one, but I just did a bunch of interviews like back to back and I feel like I haven't gotten a chance to speak to you solo one-on-one in a while. So I'm really excited to do that today and today's topic has me giddy. It is my favorite thing to talk about. This subject absolutely can change your life. If you allow it to change your life, this podcast will be life-changing. I promise. So before we dive into today's content, I just wanted to say thank you so much to those of you who are still leaving me reviews. I do read every single one of them. I know I've said that before, but it's true. I love reading your reviews. They help me feel so connected to you and it helps me to find the next episode when I'm kind of reading what people's feedback is. So I appreciate your feedback. This next review is a short one. It comes from Christy Love. She says, Rachel is so very inspiring and this podcast is so insightful. I'm so eager to listen to the next episode. Rachel, I'm so grateful that you chose this topic to talk about. Christy, you're amazing. Thank you so much for the love. Christy Love actually has a podcast. It's called Be Seen, Be Loved with Christy Love. You should check it out. Christy is awesome. All right, you guys, let's dive into today's topic. I know you're so excited. What is it? Drumroll, please. Today's topic is communication. Long, awkward silence. How is this the sexiest topic that we could talk about? Trust me, it is. Um, I am obsessed with communication. It is by far my number one value. I love it. It is fascinating. I'm going to blow your mind today. I promise. If you let me, if you stick around, I'll blow your mind. I promise. Communication is my absolute favorite topic because it is the thing that I struggled with the most the most. And once I learned the tools that I'm about to teach you today, it completely transformed my whole entire life. I became obsessed with this information. In fact, I get asked now to speak publicly about this topic on different platforms. Um, There's not really stages these days, but I get invited to speak on different summits and events via Zoom. And they always give me this topic of communication because... It's my jam, you guys. This is my jam. So please stick with me for the next 25 minutes or so because I promise I'll change your life right now if you let me. Now, truthfully, I could talk about this topic for 16 hours straight. And I'm not going to do that to you. I promise we'll start with the most basic things you can learn about communication. And then I'll try to weave in some communication tips here and there as this podcast continues to move forward. Because there's so much to learn 
So I'm going to start with, what do you want to learn first? The first thing you want to understand is why people have breakdowns in communication. Trust me, this is so much more fun than you think it is. Give me a chance, all right? Give this podcast a chance. Here's some interesting facts for you. Did you know that any given second, including right now, as you're listening to this podcast right now, you're hearing my voice, there are 11 million bits of information coming at you right now. What do I mean by that? You are hearing the sound of my voice. You're also hearing any background noise that you have going on in your life right now. So you're hearing multiple things at once. You're also sensing touch. Are you sitting? Are you standing? Are you moving? Is your, are your clothes tight? What are you feeling right now externally? You also have information about how you're feeling internally, emotionally. What's your emotional state right now? Are you happy? Are you excited to listen to this podcast? Are you a little bit distracted? What's your emotional state right now? You also have what information is coming at you visually. What are you seeing right now? Just take a second, look around, see what you see and hear what you hear. Because you're also, you're hearing my voice, you're seeing, maybe you're looking at the screen on your phone or you're driving. There's all kinds of information coming through all of your senses. We haven't even talked about your sense of smell yet. Are there any smells around? Can you smell your shampoo that you, maybe you washed your hair today? Are you making breakfast? What are the smells that are all around you right now that are coming in? into your brain. And lastly, you have your taste. So if you just brushed your teeth or you're eating or you're drinking your coffee, that's all coming in through your senses. So when I say 11 million bits of information coming in at you, I mean it. Okay. Now, how much of that information are you aware of and absorbing at any given second? Well, about 134. Not 134,000, I wish it were true. It's just 134 bits of information that you're able to process at any given second. This means the rest of that 10 million and a half bits of information is just falling away. It means our brain deletes it, distorts it, or generalizes it every single second your brain is deleting distorting and generalizing information how does your brain know how to delete distort and generalize information it basically runs a program so as information comes into your brain it runs a program and it says what is this like that i've experienced before and it finds old files and it goes Oh, this reminds me of this past event and this past event. Or the last time this happened, this was the follow through. The last time this person said this to me, we got in a huge fight. So get your dukes up. Your brain does this every second because what it does is it filters all of your past history. Your brain does this in a second. It goes into your unconscious to find all of your past history based on all of your past negative emotions or positive emotions, all of your past events, all of your past experiences, all of your past learnings to say, how can we filter this information in the best way possible in a second 
to spit out the information that we need to. So what does this mean? It means that every single person's brain is filtering information based on their past. Hopefully this isn't like mind-blowing revolutionary. It's just how often do we spend thinking about this information? If I truly believe that everything that's happening out in the world, I'm only receiving 134 bits of information out of 11 million, and my 134 bits of information are 100% related to my past history, which there's only one of me in the world, and the other person that I'm communicating with is pulling 134 bits of information, right, based on their past history and all of their past memories, past emotional events, past negative traumas, past whatever, history, which, which ones of our 134 bits of information match? I want you to, let me give you a visual. There's a 11 million toothpicks coming at you right now. I'm just chucking them at you. You reach up and you grab a handful of them and you grab 134. Someone that you're talking to reaches up and grabs 134. Is What are the odds that some of those toothpicks are the same? Okay. <laughs> I just want you to think about that fact for a second. So this is why people have miscommunications every single day. Because it just makes mathematical sense that you'd have a miscommunication every single day if there's 11 million bits of information to be processed and you're grabbing 134 of your own flavor and the person you're talking to is grabbing 134 of their own flavor hello that is a recipe for a confrontation so what do we do with this information now that we see it the first thing to do is just to recognize your filters. How are you deleting and distorting and generalizing information? Well, we all delete, distort, and generalize information based on our past history. We've talked about this. We also filter it through our values system. What is a value system? We'll take three seconds to talk about it. What are the most important things to you in life? What's important to you in life? I just want you to just think about it for a second. Now, of course, you might go to things first. That's okay. Family, love, money, whatever. Keep going. What are the most important things to you in life? Those are your values. Some people value confrontation. Because why? Because they want things resolved. Some people value peace and quiet. Why? Because they'd rather live in the resolution or the assumption that there already is a resolution. So someone with a value of peace and quiet, talking to somebody with a value of direct communication, uh, there's going to be some disconnect there. Okay? I also want you to think about the person that values work and the person that values play. Who's right and who's wrong? Now, that's not to say that the person who values play doesn't value work, and that the person who values work doesn't value play. Your values actually can be numbered. So I want you to think of everything that's important to you, and I do this with clients. We figure out what their values are, 
in the first few sessions together. And I basically, we, I do a values elicitation for them. It's a whole long process that we're not going to get into. But I find all their values 1 to 50, let's say. Sometimes people only get to 25 and that's fine. There's no right number of values. It's just what's important to you. And you can even break this down into context of life. What's important to you at work is going to be different than what's important to you at home. It's going to be different than what's important to you about fitness and what's important to you about relationships and what's important to you about romance. Your values are going to be different in a different context of life. Okay, so if you're bringing a value of health into a room where there is a value of food and drink and socialization, there's room for disconnect there, right? Oftentimes, people assume that people are showing up in the world with their own brain. I want to think about a coworker that you have a hard time with getting along with. There's a misunderstanding because there's a misalignment with values. One coworker might value something more than you value it. And you might value something else more than they value it. And so when you come into a confrontation about what should be valued more, these are things that are the other person is unwilling to change because values are completely unconscious. You can't just tell your coworker, I'd really like you to value cleaning your desk more. They, they, that's, a, that's a value. Now, they can respect you that that is a value of yours, but you can't go in and change somebody's internal value system. Okay, What their value system is is just what their value system is. It's how they were raised. It's their personality. It's their metaprograms of values. Let me give you a concrete example, okay, so that you can listen and learn through story. My dad really values structure. He was a Marine. He probably valued, honestly, he probably valued structure long before he became a Marine. There was something in him already that attracted to him to becoming a Marine in the first place. And through his basic training, and my father went to Vietnam and came back, he's very committed to his schedule. So my dad will wake up at five, and every single hour is scheduled to a T for the rest of his life. There's very little room for flexibility in there, which is fine. There's no, that's just how he is. That's just how he operates. That's just his value system. I'm not saying that there's any shame or blame or that he needs to justify that. That just is what it is. My mom, on the other hand, values flexibility, spontaneity, fun. Okay. (laughs) They have made their marriage work. However, can you see room for conflict there? Absolutely. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying people get in conflicts around wanting somebody else to value something that they value. And unfortunately, it's just not how the world works. So a little tip for you. What can you do when you are in a direct conflict with somebody and you're valuing something completely different than they are? Recognize that it's a shift in values and just say, hey, can I just ask you a question? What is it that you're valuing right now? 
What's your number one value here in this situation? And that person will tell you. That person will tell you what it is that they're valuing and how your values are in conflict. So I had a coworker one time that really valued having a plan from here to the rest of the century. I didn't operate that way. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. Drove her crazy. And we had to have many talks about it because I'm spontaneous. I didn't even know what I was going to do this podcast on this morning until I sat my booty in the chair. I understand that that could be really frustrating for her. And it is who I am and she is who she is. So at some point, we're just going to have to live and let live. Does that make sense? Your filters are also determined by your belief system. Your belief system is just the things that you believe that are inherently true. They're your truths. So these could be spiritual beliefs or religious beliefs or science beliefs. It's your belief system. Okay? Now, we don't have to go very far to point out where in the world people have a disconnect when it comes to their beliefs system. Just look at our two-party system. You have a party system that values this and this and this and this belief, and you have another party system that values XYZ belief. Well, that's potential for conflict right there. You also distort and generalize information based on your past experience. So let me give you an example of this from my own life. I was in a relationship with a man for over a year. We got engaged. I thought I was in love. The whole thing. <laughs> we can go into that story another time because it's a wild ride. Um, but at the end of that year, I was already planning my wedding. I found out that he had been cheating on me that entire time. After that, I had a hard time believing in love because of that past experience. So with that past experience, each time that a man asked me out after this, until I did the healing work, you guys, I did some healing work and cleaned up my filters, which actually, since we're talking about that, that's what I call myself as a life coach. I'm just a filter cleaner. I'm going in there and cleaning up your past experiences so you can experience the world differently. I'm not changing the world around you. I'm actually going into your brain and changing your filter so that the next time a situation happens, you're seeing it completely differently with a different brain and you're grabbing a different 134 toothpicks. Okay, so this is what I had to do for myself because every time I dated a guy after this, I had some serious trust issues. And I also just was like, is love even real anymore at this point? I've been lied to for a year was engaged to a man that I thought that I loved, who turned out to be someone completely different than I thought that he was. So I had to do some serious cleanup work so that I could trust again, so that I could believe in love again. How do we do the cleanup work? Through life coaching. There's different methodologies um, that we use in life coaching. I would say the number one way to go in and release somebody's negative filters is with timeline therapy. And that's what I do as an NLP practitioner. Okay, so because let's say you've had a bad experience. It, it could be in a relationship or it could be at work. 
Okay, you grabbed 134 toothpicks and you're like, ew, I don't like these. I got to get a new job. I got to get a new man. I got to change my situation. I have to move. So you go to a new situation and you're like, ah, this is a new situation. You reach up, you grab your 134 toothpicks, you look at it and you're like, whoa, this is the exact same 134 toothpicks as the last job. This is the exact 134 toothpicks as the last manager. This is the exact same 134 toothpicks as the last man that I dated. Don't like that. Throw it away. Okay, new situation. You put yourself in a new situation. 11 million toothpicks come at you. You reach up. You grab a brand new set. You pull it down and it's the exact same crap as before. That is because of your filters, friend. Your filters determine the world around you. What you see, what you hear, what you experience. All of that is determined by your past history. And your brain is doing this because it loves you and it protects you. And it's saying, hey, what does this remind me of? Oh, all of the past events where you were unhappy. Just better be careful here in this situation. You better find all the reasons why this is like what you had before. Because we don't want to get hurt again. So your brain's doing this to protect you. But what we have to do or what we get to do, I should say. Let me change my language there. What we get to do is we get to go in and clean up all the negative emotions around our past job. Clean up all of our negative emotions around our ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. Clean up all of our negative junk that we have with our parents so that when we go out into the world, we have a brand new set of filters and we're like, oh, that's interesting. I trust people now. I'm not looking for the distrust and because I'm not looking for it, it doesn't exist. Okay, I know I'm talking about some high level stuff, so just bear with me. As you filter this information through all of your values your beliefs, your past memories, your past experiences, your past decisions, you come out with your 134. Or the NLP word for this is your IR, your internal representation of what's going on. What does that mean, internal representation of what's going on? There is an event that happens, and then there's all of my takeaway, my 134 toothpicks. My 134 toothpicks is my internal representation of what happened. Another way of saying this is the fact of the event. The event is a fact. It happened. My story about what happened is going to be individual and unique based on my filters. That individual unique story is my internal representation of what's happening. Okay, I also filter information through my state. What is a state? It's my emotional state at the time. Am I happy? Am I tired? Am I hungry? You ever been so hangry that you're just like, oh my gosh, don't talk to me? That's your state. You might have been having a really great day, but then you forgot to eat all day and now you're in a miserable mood. (laughs) That's your state. So when an event happens and you're hungry and you're hangry, uh, your toothpicks are going to be uglier than if you'd been well fed, right? That's just fact. It's just factual information. So what else? Your physiology. 
What's your physiology? It's your body. Are you sitting up straight or slouching? Your physiology actually does determine, help determine your state. So if you're slouching and looking down, you're going to feel different than if you stand up straight and look up. Okay? All of that. You're, there's an external event. Then there's 11 million bits of information coming at you. You're filtering them through your five senses. Everything gets generalized, distorted, and deleted so you can have 134 toothpicks that are based on your values, beliefs, decisions, memories, past history. That gives you your story, your internal representation, which is processed through your emotional state at the time and your physiology and what shoots back out, your behavior, what you do, your result. And all of that happens every single second. Every second. You think there's some room for some conflict with you and another person? Absolutely. So here's what I would encourage you to do now for your communication. I want you to take this information and just realize Maybe for the first time, or maybe you've heard this before and you're asking yourself, how well am I implementing this information in my life? You can't change someone else's filters. However, you can understand that they have different filters than you. That's the first thing you can do. So step one, understand that the person whom I'm communicating with has different filters than I do. They have different wounds, different hurts, different triggers, different memories, different values, different beliefs. So step one, understand that. When you understand that, you can move to step two, which is finding the disconnect. Find the disconnect. What are they valuing that you're not? What are you valuing that they're not? And it's not that they don't value that at all. It's just that they val- they're valuing something else more. So find out what are they valuing more than what you're valuing. For example, if somebody else is valuing efficiency and getting it done quickly, and you're valuing taking a long time and making it perfect, that's a conflict. So just ask, hey, what is it that you're valuing right now in this project? What are you valuing right now in this conversation? What's most important to you? When you know that, you can find the disconnect easily and effortlessly. Step three will change your life. Step three is take responsibility for miscommunication. So if you say something and somebody is giving you a wild response and you're like, whoa, where is this response coming from? They seem angry or they seem upset or they seem like they're I'm not understanding what they heard at all. That is not what I meant. Here's what typically happens. Typically, some defenses go up. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. You're not listening to me. And now we have a fight going. Well, how about try something new? How about, oh, wow, I'm, I'm so sorry. That is not what I meant. Could I try again? Can I try to re-communicate that in a different way? Communication is on you. So how do we know that we're communicating what we want? It's based on the response that we get. Okay? Communication is not what you say. Communication is what the other person hears. 
and you may have very little control of that since you don't know their internal representational meta programs value system. Okay, so what you can do is gauge their response. And if you're getting a response you don't want and you don't like, say you take responsibility and you say, you know what, I didn't mean that at all. Um, I'm so sorry that that's what you heard. I, that's not what I meant. And then you acknowledge and validate what the other person is experiencing. I'm not saying it's your fault. You don't have to take fault. You just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant at all. Let me try again. Because in doing that, you're acknowledging and validating the other person and their defenses will go down and you'll have an opportunity to re-communicate. Otherwise, if arguing is super fun for you, then yes, you can get defensive and say, that's not what I meant and you're hearing me wrong and you always misunderstand me. Yeah, that's a recipe for a fight. (laughs) Or you just say, oh gosh 134 not what I meant let me try that again and I would encourage you to actually teach 134 to your friends and family so you can start saying 134 and you can start saying wait a second wrong toothpicks let me try that again then you try that again And if you're looking to clean up your filter so that your life is more easy and more fun and more full of joy and you go out into the world and you see all the things you want to see and none of that other crap that you are sick of seeing, then you send me a message on Instagram at coach underscore Rachel underscore Bailey and we can start cleaning up those filters, my friend, because that is my job. I cannot believe that I get to say that that is my job because I love it. It is so fun for me. I hope you found this episode helpful. Remember the three steps are step number one, acknowledge that there's a difference in values and metaprograms. Step number two, find the disconnect. What are they valuing above what you're valuing and vice versa? Step number three, take responsibility and re-communicate what you mean. And then bonus, step number four, teach your friends and family this communication model, 11 million bits of information coming at you every single second and you're grabbing 134. So this event is actually not the story that we're all telling ourselves. It's just an event and you have a different story and I have a different story and they have a different story. So let's try to find some common ground here and start over with our communication. All right, I will bring you more tips next time. Thank you so much for listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket today. Remember, life is a journey and you're in the driver's seat. I'll see you next week. Hey there, this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket was brought to you by Keys to Wealth. Everybody deserves more wealth in their life, including you. If you want to feel more abundant and more empowered around money and you want more money in your life, do I have good news for you. I am doing five days of Keys to Wealth so you can learn where you're at now with your money, whether that be in debt or you have a savings account or you're looking to do more investments, whatever your money situation is right now. This challenge is right for you because we're going to look at where your money is currently and what your 2021 money goals are and we're going to close that gap together. 
So if you've been looking for a way to start coaching with me and you're not sure where to start, this is where to start. My five-day Keys to Wealth Challenge is coming up in January and it is only $37. That's right, friends. You can coach with me for five days for only $37. Sign up right now because I promise you these spots are limited and they will go quickly. You get VIP one-on-one coaching with me every day for five days so you can increase your wealth. So what do you got to do to sign up? You are going to go to bit.ly forward slash keys to wealth. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash capital K-E-Y-S capital T-O capital W-E-A-L-T-H bit.ly forward slash keys to wealth. And I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. So all you have to do is scroll down, click on that link and sign up today and we can get started on our coaching journey together. Let's do it. Remember, you're in the driver's seat. Let's get started. Bye friend. Have a happy, happy holiday and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach In Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.